Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. It is my heart to help you all overcome the real life challenges that you are facing, but in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host and life coach, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Ladies, we have just three weeks until Uncommenting Live, and I am so excited. Our lineup of speakers is going to be incredible. Every single one of them has been a guest on the Uncommenting podcast before, so you might just remember their episodes. Katie Smith did an episode on prayer journaling and how it changed her life, especially when she walked through such challenging time in her life as a seventh grader especially when she walked through a really challenging time in her life as a middle schooler and how prayer journaling can change your life as well. Our next guest is Grace McCready. Grace McCready did an episode on overcoming eating disorders and how God really brought her through and how she was begin and how she was able to begin to really heal from the inside out. Our last guest and then we are have and then we have Tessa Emily Hall. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard Tessa. She is incredible. She is a multi-published author who wrote her very first book at the age of 16, and she just has a heart for this generation to help them learn how to be influencers for the kingdom of God. You do not want... I'm going to be linking the episode that each one of these... I'm going to be, I'm going to be linking the episodes that each one of these ladies guest appeared on inside the notes so that you can find those episodes easier and listen to them because they are absolutely incredible. Ladies, if you have not yet registered for Uncommon Teen Live, do so now. You are not going to want to miss this. All you need to do is go to UncommonTeenLive.com and grab your tickets today. This year's theme for Uncommon Teen Live is Dare to Be. We're going to talk about why it's a dare to be beautiful. And when I say beautiful, I mean like truly beautiful. We're going to talk about why it's a dare to be confident. And I don't mean confident in ourselves, self-confidence, like this is a really big buzzword going on in our culture today. But I mean, what does it mean to be confident in who God created you to be? And then we're going to talk about why it's a dare to be a leader. Why is it a dare to shine the light of Jesus in this world, especially in a culture that is attacking Christians, is attacking the Bible, it's attacking truth. So in this week's episode, we're going to really dig in to each of these three categories and answer the question, why is it a dare to be beautiful? Why is it a dare to be confident? Why is it a dare to be a leader? But in order for us to answer that question, we have to answer the question, what does that word dare mean? If we go to the dictionary, this is what it tells us. Dare is the courage that is required to do something big. 
So, like, have you ever had something big that you were supposed to do or you got asked to do it and it was like, <gasps> like, oh, this is so scary. So that's what dare means. That's one definition of dare. Dare is the courage that is required to do something big. Number two, dare means to challenge someone to do something that requires boldness. Have you ever said to your friends, hey, I dare you to go do this? Usually it's not something little that you're trying to get them to do. Usually it's something pretty big and a little bit scary. So dare means to challenge someone to do something that requires boldness. Number three, dare also means to confront something boldly. So like you're coming up against something and you need to be bold. Maybe you're going to share Jesus with somebody and it's a bit intimidating. It's a bit scary. And so having that boldness to do that, that's what that word dare means. So when we say dare to be, we're basically saying be bold and courageous. It takes boldness and courage to be beautiful, truly beautiful. It takes courage and boldness to be confident and not confident in ourselves, but confident in God. It takes courage and boldness to be a leader, to shine the light of Jesus in this world. This week, we're going to talk about why it takes courage and boldness to truly be beautiful. And then over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about why it takes boldness and courage to be confident and why it takes boldness and courage to be a leader, to shine the light of Jesus today and what that looks like. And so this week, we're going to talk about courage and boldness to be beautiful. If I were to walk into a youth ministry or maybe even a school or a mall or wherever there are teens and ask them, what is your definition of beauty? I probably would get something along the lines of, oh, somebody who looks like this. They're this height. They have this color skin. They have this color hair. They have this kind of personality. Name it. (laughs) You're going to get things all over the place. And normally it's going to be outward appearances. But is that truly what beauty really is? Many times we can fall into that trap and think it is. But one thing that's amazing about God is, one, you are truly beautiful just the way you are. And I mean, on the outside and on the inside, yes, we all have character flaws that we can fix and we can grow in certain areas of our lives, but you are truly beautiful just the way you are. But what is beauty? See, God doesn't look at our outward appearance. He looks at our heart. And he tells us in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11, that everything that he has made is beautiful in its time. Guess what, ladies? If you are living on this earth right now and you are listening to this podcast, which means you are living on this earth right now, (laughs) you are beautiful. God made you for this time and he calls you beautiful. But what does it really mean to be beautiful? I'm sure you've heard the quote that we are our own worst critic. Like we judge ourselves more than anybody else. We nitpick things about ourselves more than anybody else. If I asked you to grab a piece of paper and write down 10 things that you didn't like about yourself, how quickly could you fill that paper up? For most of us, we could probably have 10 things in about 30 seconds. But if I asked you to write down 10 things about yourself that you love, that you'd never want to change, how quickly would you be able to fill that out? For most of us, it might take a whole lot longer to fill that out. But why is that? Why are we so critical about ourselves? Why is it so much easier for us to point out things that we don't like about ourselves? There are many reasons why this is the way it is. You know, it could be friends or it could be things that other people have said to us. It could be what we see on social media. We see these other girls and it's like they have everything together. They have like the perfect shape and the perfect hair and their face is like always clear and they never have acne. And it's like we see these things. We don't realize what they look like without filters. 
but we're always constantly comparing ourselves with perfection. I wish I looked like that. Why can't I be like that? And when we compare ourselves to other people, it doesn't make us feel very beautiful. Sometimes it's really hard for us to embrace that thought, like to really believe that we're beautiful. You know, maybe we're at a school and it's just like you see all these popular girls and they seem like they have it all together and all the guys really like them. And it's just like they're so beautiful. But did you know that those same girls, if they were home by themselves in their rooms, that they're probably feeling the same way that you are? If we were to give them that same list of 10 things they don't like about themselves, I'm sure they could fill it out just as quickly. It's something we all can struggle with if we don't understand our true beauty. So why does it take courage and boldness to be beautiful? It takes courage and boldness to be beautiful because true beauty is only found in a relationship with Jesus. When I think of somebody who is truly beautiful, I think of somebody who has a really beautiful heart. They're kind, they're compassionate, they're a friend to others, they're always helping others, they're encouraging them and lifting them up. And yeah, maybe they are talking to you about you know, maybe something that you need to fix or something that you can improve on, but they're doing it in a way that is with love and respect. That's what I think of when I think of somebody who is truly beautiful. Maybe as I share that, you're thinking of like a grandmother or a mother or a friend or somebody in your church, somebody who is just so kind and compassionate. And compassion is different than sympathy. Sympathy is a feeling that we have towards others. But compassion moves us to action. We don't want to just sit there and not do anything. We want to take action and help others. There's somebody who is completely selfless. They're not thinking about themselves and what they can get from other people. They're thinking, how can I serve others? And do you know who I think of when I think of somebody who is truly beautiful? I actually think about Jesus. Jesus was the kindest person. He was so encouraging. He always lifted people up. He didn't want to leave people where they were. Even the woman at the well who was caught in sin. Yeah, he had to point out her sin, but then he was like, go and sin no more. There's so much grace. You are so loved by God. Did you know that even at the age of 12 years old, Jesus was in the synagogues, which were like the Old Testament churches of the day. He was in the synagogues, really digging into the word, learning as much as he could about the Bible. And back then, the Bible was just the Old Testament. Jesus, his life was the start of the New Testament. But he would dig into the Old Testament and he would learn what it would say. And he knew the book of Isaiah inside and out. And what the book of Isaiah talks about is it talks about when Jesus is going to go to the cross. It talks about how he's going to be beaten and bruised. It talks about how people are going to make fun of him and mock him. It even talks about how he's going to be marred beyond human recognition. Like if you saw Jesus after he was beaten, before he even went to the cross, he didn't even look like a human because they had beat him so badly. There's even a verse that says that they could count the number of ribs that he had because his skin had been pulled away. And I know that's gross, but that is what Jesus did for us. Jesus knew all these things before he even went to the cross, but yet he chose to do it anyway because he loves you so much and wants a relationship with you. Praise God. What an incredible Savior. What an incredible Lord. I can't say that I would do that for other people, especially for people who hated me but he did it anyway because he loves us so much. Do you see how beautiful the heart is of Jesus? Now it's easy to see that true beauty is found in a relationship with Jesus. When we make Jesus the Lord of our life, the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of us. 
That means Jesus, his beauty, the beauty of God, our Father, our Lord and Savior is on the inside of us. So true beauty really is found in a relationship with Jesus. And having a relationship with Jesus today takes courage. It takes boldness, especially in the world that we live in that is constantly attacking Christians. It's constantly telling us that we're haters if we don't agree with the things that they say. It's constantly coming at us and attacking the Bible and saying there's no such thing as truth. It takes courage and boldness to have a real relationship with Jesus. And by the way, us sharing the good news of Jesus with people who are around us doesn't mean that we hate people who are different than us. It doesn't mean that we hate people who don't know Jesus. It just means that we're sharing the love and the hope of Jesus with a world that's hurting and broken that so badly needs hope. And when Jesus comes on the inside of you, your identity changes. You are no longer identified by the outward appearances like the world might define beauty. But you are now defined by what it is that God says about you. It no longer matters what you look like. It no longer matters what color your hair is or how big your nose is, which was one thing that I did not like about myself, especially as a teenager. Oh my goodness. I always nitpicked about my nose. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Those things don't even matter. What matters is do you have Jesus on the inside of you? If you have Jesus on the inside of you, you are truly beautiful because your identity now changes. You are no longer defined by what the world says about you. Now you're defined by what it is that God says about you. What does God say about you? In John 15, verse 16, it says that you are chosen by God. In Romans 8, 17, it says you are a child of God. Galatians 3, 13 says that you have been redeemed. What does that word redeemed mean? It means bought back. It means when Adam sinned before any of us were ever born, he sinned in the Garden of Eden He bowed his knee to the devil and basically said, here you go. The world is now yours. And from that point on, anybody who was born was born into sin. And so we, in order to live a life with God, we need to be born again. That's where that phrase comes from, born again. And how we get born again is by giving our life to Jesus. And so when we're redeemed, that means that Jesus paid the price for us with his blood on the cross. And all we have to do is receive him. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that we are a new creation in Christ. All the old stuff is gone and now we are made brand new. It doesn't matter what we did in our past. It doesn't matter what was done to us in our past. God says that we are made brand new. Jeremiah 31.3 tells us that we are loved by God. 1 John 1.9 says that we are forgiven. And not only are we forgiven, but God will take away the guilt from anything that we did in our past. Romans 15.7 says that you are accepted by God. Isaiah 43, 4 says that you are precious to God. Isaiah 40, 31 says that you are strong with God. Psalm 139, 13, with God, you are unique. Deuteronomy 14, 2, you are treasured by God. Ephesians 2, 10, you are God's masterpiece. I want you to think about that. What is a masterpiece? What makes a masterpiece a masterpiece versus just a work of art? Why is it that Vincent Van Gogh's Starry Night is labeled a masterpiece? Why is Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa labeled a masterpiece? Someone seeing the Mona Lisa for the first time might look at it and be like, "Uh, okay, that's kind of interesting. But what makes it a masterpiece versus just a piece of art? Well, there are four things that art scholars look for to determine the value of a piece of art to determine is this really a masterpiece or is it just a piece of art the four things they look for is number one is it rare is there anything else like it 
Number two, is it an original or was it a copy that somebody else made? Number three, who was the artist that created it? Are they highly sought after? And then number four, what is the price that someone is willing to pay for it? So let's look at the Mona Lisa. Is it rare? Well, yeah, it's rare. There's nothing really out there that's quite like it. Is it an original? Well, yeah, we know that the original Mona Lisa is worth way more than any copy that we could buy in the store. Number three, who's the artist that created it? Leonardo da Vinci. Was he highly sought after? Yeah, he really was. And what is the price that someone is willing to pay for it? Well, the Mona Lisa is worth $850 million. I'd say it's pretty worth it. Now think about that and think, God calls you a masterpiece. So let's see what makes you a masterpiece. Let's ask these questions about yourself. Number one, are you rare? Well, yeah, you are rare. There's nobody else in this world like you. You are a one of a kind. Did you know that all humans share 99% of the same DNA and it's in that 1% that makes us different? It's pretty awesome. Number two, are you an original or did somebody copy you? Well, of course you're an original. There's no one else like you. You've never been made before. You're never going to be made again. You are you. Jeremiah 1 5 says that God knew you before you were even in your mother's womb and he approved of you and he set you apart for a purpose. Number three, who was the artist that created you? Well, the artist that created you was God, our heavenly father. Is he highly sought after? Well, yeah. Every one of us is born with a God-shaped hole on the inside of us. And many of us try to fill that God-shaped hole with all kinds of different things, with fun, with dating, with whatever, you name it. But the only one who can truly satisfy and fill that hole on the inside of us is God. And so people are searching for truth all around us, and not very many people are finding truth. That's why it's so important for us to get out there and share the good news of Jesus with those around us. And then number four, what is the price that someone was willing to pay for us? Well, the price that was paid for us is the ultimate price anybody could ever pay. The price of a life. You were bought with the price of Jesus's blood. Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith, who for the joy was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. He sat down at the right hand of God. Ladies, Jesus gave his life up for you because he wanted a relationship with you. He loves you that much. So I want to encourage you, dare to be beautiful. Be courageous. Be bold in your walk with Jesus. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you can change that today. All you have to do is call out to God and say, God, save me. Jesus, save me. God, I want you. I want everything that you have for me. And if you call out to God and you say that, I want you to email me at jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at uncommonteen.com. And let me know that you prayed that. And I want to give you some resources that will help you take that next step in your faith so that you too can become truly beautiful. All right, ladies, I want you to repeat after me and really mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, this is just a little taste of what Uncommon Teen is going to be like. I hope to see you 
at our conference, October 6th and 7th. To grab your tickets, head on over to UncommonTeenLive.com and get registered today. Have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging, but God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live, and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big, and He really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue. That is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you. And I am just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.